Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining me today on another episode of the Soul Shook Podcast. I'm your host, Kimi Malay, and today we're going to talk about suffering. Why do we suffer? It's the age-old question. It's the question that we all wonder. I know I spent most of my life wondering, and I think that understanding this um, is liberating. It's life-altering. And so I'm very excited to talk about it today. I know that sounds strange, like you're excited to talk about suffering. Yes, because I think that many of us have spent a long time being under the impression that suffering serves no purpose. Suffering is meaningless. And I disagree. And, uh, and so... I just, I'm, I'm so excited to share with you what I've learned about this through my own experiences, through my own research and my own findings. And I hope that you gain something out of this that you can apply to your life because this is what it's all about, getting through life's trials, right? And I really believe that in order to heal and get through our trials, we need to really understand them and in, to understand them is to be able to apply meaning to them. So for me, it is really the first step in healing. It's, it's critical. And so, you know, you find so many of us, I, I, I've been there, I've been trapped in this where something really bad and terrible happens and you can't reason it away. You can't understand it. And so then you can't heal because if you are not able to apply meaning to what happened, it, you will become stuck. You will become a victim who cannot heal. So, so understanding the purpose of suffering is, is fundamental. I think it's fundamental to spirituality. I think this is life 101 stuff. So um, recently, I read Viktor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning. Highly recommended. If you have not read this book, please do. It's a short read, it's an easy read, and it will change your life. Viktor Frankl was a psychologist and he survived the unimaginable. He survived the infamous death camp of Auschwitz. The things that he went through are horrific, tragic. Um, things that I hope to never go through and I hope none of you ever have to go through. But he pioneered the way um, and he invented this therapy called logotherapy, which logo means meaning. So it's a therapy based on applying meaning to one's life. So I'm going to talk a little bit about how Frankel... um, how his views differed from the other greats. So so Nietzsche believed that man's primary pursuit in life was power. Freud believed that our primary pursuit was pleasure. Frankel believed that both of those stem from a lack of meaning. So we pursue pleasure and power because we have a void. And that void is where meaning is supposed to be. It's not there. So we chase pleasure and power thinking that's going to fill the void and it doesn't. 
And that is why we hear about celebrities and people of great status, power, and wealth that are unhappy, that sometimes have committed suicide. And that's something that's really hard to digest. Like, this person has everything. How could they, you know, be lonely? How could they be depressed? And it is because what Viktor Frankl calls the existential void. So when we don't feel that we have a sense of meaning or purpose in our lives, we feel empty. And through that emptiness, we seek to fill it up with external things, uh, power and pleasure primarily. But that chase never works because meaning is still always lacking. And as, as long as meaning is still lacking, then um, it will be this, this eternal chase. And this is how addiction is created, um, you know, depression and, and all sorts of different ailments. So I really think that understanding what we're doing here, number one, <laughs> and, and what suffering is about is, is so powerful. It's so empowering. And I really think that once we grasp this, we have the tools to really process anything that comes our way and overcome it. Um, you know, we see, we see meaning and the hero's journey playing out all around us. And, and the hero's journey, you know, suffering, it, it is in the books, the great books and all of the movies. And, and so we see these stories echoed back to us. Yet, for some reason, we tell ourselves that that doesn't have to apply to us. That we can maybe get out of life unscathed. We don't have to suffer. Maybe if we meditate enough or... Um, profess positivity enough, or if we get rid of negative vibes, we won't suffer. But that's not true. Even the Buddha suffered. Jesus Christ was one of the main, you know, great pioneers of showing us what life was about, suffering and sacrifice. But not for no reason. The meaning that we gain out of the suffering so I want to go into that a little bit because life's purpose is growth. Growth happens through challenge and challenge often occurs through suffering. So this is the hero's journey, right? Which we see this, like I said, this plot played out everywhere. And that's for a good reason because that's what we're here doing. Life is about conquering what is obstructing your path, your purposeful path. What is obstructing that path and being able to remove it? So it reminds me of video games. So Mario Brothers, um, you know, where, where you have to save the princess. So there's always some final goal in mind. And what I find most interesting is that as you level up through the game, you would think that it would get easier, right? Because your skill is improving. Oh, I'm more skilled now, so the game should get easier. That's not how it works. Anyone who's played any video games knows that as you level up, the game gets harder. And that makes sense. And that's exactly how life is, and here's why. Because as your skill 
you know, comes here, so do your challenges. Your challenges have to meet your skill level because if they don't, there's no challenge. So if, you're, if your skill's up here and the challenge is down here, that then it's, just, it's not a challenge. So it has to keep, you know, the universe has to keep raising the ante in order to challenge you, in order to help your soul continue to evolve and grow. And so from that point of view, it makes sense. The universe is tailoring our lessons according to what our soul needs to learn and know and grow from. Now, of course, I will say there's a caveat here. There is somewhat of a slippery slope, which I find to be the case in almost any topic. There's like, you know, the beautiful side and then there's the cautionary tale side. So what I would like to say about this school of thought is that if you believe all suffering is purposeful and meaningful or at least has the potential to be, the slippery slope is that we could potentially get to a place where we're desensitized, right? And we go, well, I don't need to help this person or that two-year-old baby because life is suffering, right? But it's not like that. Like, you know, that may be part of your challenge to stand up for what's right and to step in and help someone else who is suffering. So, and, and the thing about it is, is it's so individual, it's so unique to what you need to learn and grow from. So whatever you're going through, I can't tell you. Nobody can tell you why you're going through it, what the meaning is, what the lesson is. That is your responsibility to figure out. It's for you to know. It's a puzzle. And you know it better than anyone. You know yourself and, and you need to ask questions. So I think if we can start making it a habit of something happens and we get curious about it and especially I would say to those patterns that we see continuing to show up in our lives repeatedly it's my belief that those patterns will continue coming back until we learn from them and and so if you have something continually showing up in your life get curious about it I am Another thing I wanted to share about this is when I was a kid, I asked my grandma why bad things happen to good people. And she said, because we're, we are like silver in the kiln. And each time the fire burns us, we become brighter. And that didn't make a lot of sense to me as a kid, but it does now. So, you know, it's, it's that... Um, let your trials refine you, not define you. Things. So I hope that's a, a takeaway for you. And I wanted to share some of the things that I've learned personally through my own trials and suffering. And when I started to take inventory of this, it was really shocking to me because it was, it was mind-blowing to me that all of these things I had learned essentially came through some sort of suffering. So here is my personal list. And I really recommend you do this too because I think you'll be surprised. So one of the things that I've learned through my suffering is triumph. Triumph is the battle, right? So so any sport, any um, venture, journey, if you're climbing a mountain, 
and you need to get to the top, it's usually, I mean, the challenge is the struggle and the struggle is the suffering, right? But the reward is the triumph. I also learned, still learning, (laughs) the art of self-sacrifice. And again, we have some deities that have modeled this for us and paved the way to show us how important sacrifice is. And again, I think this is something that society is really starving for. It's something that, you know, in, in today's day and age, it's, it's all about me. And it's a very selfish world. Um, and and I, I'm all about self-care and, and taking care of yourself, um, maybe being selfish to a point, you know, have healthy boundaries and that sort of thing. But to sacrifice for a good cause, to sacrifice for something bigger than us, is meaningful and many religions and cultures that preceded us knew this and they had cultures that were very centered on self-sacrifice but it is something that we have largely lost in culture today so that is something that you can gain through suffering empathy empathy is another one um I, because of many of the trials that I have been through, I feel that I have an easier time being able to put myself in the shoes of others sometimes and relate to, to their trials. Will and determination. Now this, this is a big one. This is a mind blower. Excuse me. I keep wiping this hair in my face. So, so will and determination. That is, you know, I, I actually was just sort of stunned about that one for about a good five minutes. I think I just sat there and zoned out and really thought deeply about it because it's so true. You know, will and determination is not something that's just going to pop up in your life. It happens because of something that you feel very convicted about, whatever that is. And your struggle to achieve that your, is, is where the determination comes in because it's almost like the greater the struggle, the greater the challenge, the higher your will and determination has to be to get you there. And, and that can only be born through those challenges. So endurance, endurance is another. And so actually just go back a little bit on the will and determination um, and even the endurance factor is, is and, and you know, patience. Oh my gosh, patience, is I didn't even write that one down. <laughs> But we live in a, a world now where everything is about instant gratification. I have an urge. We tell ourselves, oh, it must be there for a reason. I want this thing. I want it now. And uh, a lot of our pursuits are empty. They are meaningless. And because they're meaningless, and we know they're meaningless, we feel we have no purpose in our lives. And that can lead us down a dark path. But when we work really hard for something, you know, this makes me think about like the difference between, I'm sure, you you know, you've all heard the argument of when you work hard for something, you appreciate it. So it's like the difference between having a car handed to you as a teenager versus getting a job, saving up your money and working hard for it. So 
we tend to always appreciate more the things that we work hard for. So appreciation is another. Um, I just listed patience. Faith. Faith is a big one. You know, faith and hope. So when you are really facing something difficult in life, it takes hope and faith to get through it. There's no need for faith and hope when everything's just smooth sailing all the time. So it's so important to see that we actually literally have to have these struggles in order to build our character. There's no other way around it. We wouldn't be able to build who we are without them. Um, There's a couple more. Courage. And that's a big one. Again, courage is built. So fear is a precursor to courage. People don't act courageously because they have an absence of fear. They act in spite of fear. And they act in spite of fear oftentimes for a cause, for a struggle, some kind of uphill battle. And that is how courage is born. Skill. So another one of my favorite sayings is a smooth sea never made a skilled sailor. And that again is all about suffering and challenge and um, struggle. So, you know, I think I've, I've said this to some of my friends. Anyone can go out on a placid lake in a canoe and have a beautiful, easygoing Sunday. But they won't have learned anything when they come back. But if you go out on a stormy ocean, believe me when I say you're going to come back with a lot of skill and a lot of lessons learned. We need to let the waves of life thrash us around a little bit and so that we can deepen and enrich and, and enrich our character and our souls. So being able to, to see our trials through this lens, I think that for me, it gives me the strength needed to get through them. So I hope this has been helpful. I hope you find this content valuable. <laughs> I, um, I hope to have some lighter topics in the future, but, but I really, this is just something that I feel so convicted about, so passionate about. I really could just talk for hours about it. Um, so again, remember, Man's Search for Meaning. Check out that book. Another one I would recommend on this topic and I'm going to butcher his name, so I'm sorry, um, is by Teek Nat Han, No Mud, No Lotus. And I've always loved that mantra. Again, that is just expressing that despite life circumstances, despite your environment, you can still thrive. It is your responsibility to learn how to thrive despite your environment. And so... One final note I'm going to leave you with. The deepest misery of my life, when I felt I had no meaning, when I had no will to live, to go on anymore, I realized that it wasn't about me. My, I, you know, and I, I had convinced myself, you deserve this. You know, you're not a good person or whatever. I told myself these things. But there was another voice that shot back at me. Nobody else does. Certainly not your children. Don't deserve this nightmare. 
what they do deserve is for you to dig deep and act responsibly and teach them the most valuable lesson that they will ever learn, which is change is possible. Change is possible. And no one can do it for you. No one can tell you the meaning or the reason that terrible things happen to you. And and I'm not here to also like wash it all away with, you know, purpose and meaning and, and, and to put a bunch of flowers on what happened to you. Whatever it was that you went through, whatever your struggles are valid and your pain is valid. But healing is your responsibility and it starts with applying meaning to what happened. Thank you for joining me today and listening and I just, I love you all. I'm so thankful that you show up and support me. It means the world and you all are why I do what I do. And um, if you found this information valuable, please feel free to share your feedback. I'm always open to that. Comment, like, and subscribe and share with your friends. And um, I hope to have some more content soon. Namaste and blessings.